Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Angry Nerds Podcast, because... <laughs> Only two of us this week. Uh, yeah, both Katie and Adam and Spark are out, and it's just Lee and myself. Mm-hmm. You know, the old crotchety curmudgeons who are just like, don't ruin my Star Wars. Yep. Well, the others had to, you know, they had to go find treasure because they're going to get evicted uh, if they don't. Yeah. Well, Goonies never say that, right? So that, that's true. I just want, like, one of the Goody actors to be on their deathbed. The other one's like, Goonies never say die, that it flatlines. It's like, I guess they do. <laughs> Jeez. That's a little bit of dark humor for a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's our movie club this week is good old Goonies. And you've never seen Goonies before, right? No, I, I almost had to turn in my uh, my my card. I don't know what so, card it is, but some kind of so, childhood card. You were probably watching it. You were like, wait, why am I watching Stranger Things? Uh, you know, we, we could talk about that. Tease for <laughs> later. Okay. Well, let's dive into the news. Before we do, check out the podcast of the other three nerds on the three nerds network. There's not other networks. It's just one network. Three Angry Gamers, Trouble the Horror Movie Podcast, a Friday Night Terror Podcast, Nerds and Love, Spoiler Cast, and First Friday on with the news, Giancarlo Esposito hints at potential Mandalorian Season 3 release date being in the summer, although uh, Steve Weintraum, who writes for Collider, seemingly debunked this rumor saying the Mandalorian Season 3 will arrive at the end of this year and will not be streaming this summer. So, it's like, mm. who is telling the truth? Um, yeah, I assumed it was I... coming at the end of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, historically, it seems like Disney's been wanting to put their shows towards the end, um, which kind of makes sense. I mean, if people have the time off and, and things like that, I mean, it's a perfect time for it. So, I think that I saw a chart, too, that like that's when a majority of Disney Plus customers renew their subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So when they put it out then, it's like, well, you're renewing it for, for Mandalorian. So kind of gives people like a bit of an incentive to renew because it's like, well, otherwise you're going to miss this. So, yeah, I, I think and I mean, and, as well. yeah, and I mean, and they, they want to have time between these shows because, I mean, you're going to have uh, Obi-Wan coming out in May, um, you know, space these things out kind of thing. We still have Andor apparently this year, too, which we don't know when that's coming, but presumably that will be like late summer, early fall. So, like, I don't believe it's coming this summer uh i think Giancarlo esposito probably just like misheard or like Mm -hmm. probably was just assuming or something but yeah i don't think it's coming this summer um yeah just based on what we know is coming which is a lot of stuff (laughs) yeah exactly and i do wonder too maybe because they they, if i remember correctly they they wrapped up principal filming not too long ago so maybe he's like oh yeah you know should be coming out late well not too long yeah yeah it's probably he probably underestimates like how much time like the post-production process is it's probably like yeah oh just plug in grogu you're good to go guys <laughs> it's, it's copy paste right yeah exactly just yeah easy breezy um a lot of star wars stuff this week star wars visions reportedly returning to disney plus with more episodes later this year uh sure star wars visions was fine it was harmless mm. I- <laughs> 
I don't think it's like the most excited I've ever been about Star Wars watching that thing, but mm-hmm. it was cool. Did you? End- I mean, you watch it? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I thought most of it was pretty good. There's a few that I was not a fan of, but um, yeah, overall I thought it was really well done. Um, that's that's good. I'm glad to. Yeah, I'm always glad when we get like new different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was from what I could tell, it was relatively popular enough. Like it was always trending on Twitter and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'd say that always translates to being popular, but yeah, seems like a good sign. Yeah. Just give me. Goku versus a Jedi. <laughs> Give me that DBZ Star Wars crossover I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, we're getting Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. It's a new live action series that's set to be announced at Star Wars Celebration. Or reportedly feature a live action Cal Kestis, who, if you're like, who dat? He was the protagonist in the video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So. If you look at the guy, like, or if you look at the character and you look at the actor that plays him in real life, it's pretty much one to one. Like, mm-hmm. it's the same person. So, you probably could just take the person, put him in, and be like, "It's Cal Kestis," and no one's gonna be like, "Huh, that doesn't look like him." Um, yeah, I was gonna say they'll, they'll, oh, they almost have to cast that actor. I mean, otherwise that'd be really just weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. Makes sense. I mean, bringing the actor that played him in the, in the video game. Uh, I'm going to just say it flat out. I don't like that character and I don't like that actor, but... <laughs> I just thought his portrayal was just super boring of what it in Fallen Order, but who knows, mm-hmm. maybe in the show it'll be more interesting, but I was like, oh, this guy seems like a bit of a wet blanket, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people like that game. I, I think I I played a couple hours into it and I, it just, it wasn't really for me. Um, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of that kind of, that, that type of, um, I don't want to call it a platformer, but like souls, games. yeah, like, yeah. Souls light. I'm not a huge fan just cause like I'm a, I'm a filthy casual. So like I need, I need my, my, my easy win buttons. You don't like when a stormtrooper can take you out in two hits uh no or when my force powers are like super limited yeah get, get me get me some force unleashed where i'm like throwing death star or yeah throw, i was gonna say throwing death stars and stuff sure why not force all these three throw a death star confirmed um <laughs> obi-wan kenobi star rupert friend it says his name is looks like it's spelled friend but i'm pretty sure it's not it's probably like freed or something but i'm gonna say friend Rupert Friend shares his excitement for the series and teases lots of huge cameos. Oh boy, cameos! We love cameos. Yeah, that's that's how it's a good show. It has lots of cameos. Well, you know, Disney is like, listen, guys, how many cameos you got in this one? Bump it up to five. We'll get the people. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll bring them back from the grave if we have to. Um. Yeah, I think the probably the the most predictable one would probably be like Qui Gon Jinn. I think a lot of people have expected that he would like show up as a Force Ghost or something. So mm-hmm. have him just be like slumming it as a Force Ghost, and he's just like, "Oh hey, what's up? I'm Qui Gon Jinn." You may remember <laughs> me from such classics as Star Wars Episode One of Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't really think of what other cameos would really get me that excited. Like, a bow droid? Uh, yeah. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't really know. Like, I'm kind of, I, I want just good storytelling. I don't want to just be like, oh, look, it's, you know, we got Grogu back. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to see that. No. Looking at you, Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. Well, when this is his place... Oh, uh, I guess you could have him show up, Boba Fett. It could be like he's he's still young Boba Fett. He's still a baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when the show comes out in May. I think that's when it's supposed to come out. May twenty seventh. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. A little bit more than a month away. I am excited for the show mainly because. I like that they're doing some villains that are not just 
Darth Vader. I mean, yeah, Darth Vader's in it, but you also got these Inquisitors, and yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a good time. Hopefully, better than uh, Book of Boba Fett, which nearly killed my love of Star Wars. Um. <laughs> uh, Okay, Marvel Studios Emmy plan seemingly confirms that Hawkeye and Moon Knight won't be getting second seasons. Uh, this comes after they listed both series as limited series, which in order to qualify for a limited series means that the show isn't getting any new seasons or, sh- or episodes. So pretty much confirms that we're probably not getting any more Hawkeye. We're probably not getting any more Moon Knight, both of which I'm fine with. Also, both of which I'm sure those characters will pop up in other shows and movies and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, it's not the last you're gonna see of Kate Bishop or Moon Knight. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking a little bit right before recording uh, about Moon Knight not getting renewed. Um, it does make sense about Hawkeye though, because that that did seem like to be a very like a very Christmas Hawkeye story. Yes. Also, I don't think everyone was... I think a lot of people were like, ah, that show just ended so poorly. It just, I'm so disappointed <laughs> in everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a decent enough show, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's ending. was just, there was a lot going on. I need to rewatch that episode and just be like, what the hell was going on in that episode? Because it felt like there was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, Sony Pictures is named Takashi Dosher as the writer of the upcoming Ghost of Tsushima film adaptation. So that's moving along over at Sony. Um, Hopefully they don't screw it up. Yeah, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog, greatest video game movie ever. And it's only because it's probably only, it's probably the only decent one out there. So, you know, maybe they can nail Ghost of Tsushima, which is kind of, weird because it's a video game that was also largely based on like classic samurai movies so it's like okay you're just going back to what influenced it at the beginning but power to you mm-hmm. uh i wish uh adam was here because he would be geeking out right now because apparently dc entertainment faces a potential overhaul under new warner brothers discovery banner Insiders claim that David Zaslav, the CEO of the recently merged Warner Brothers Discovery, believes that many DC characters like Superman are in need of uh, revitalization after being underutilized in the DCs for so long. So, yeah, bring back Superman, Uh bring back, well, I guess Batman's back. We don't need to bring him back, but Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, they they really probably should have been doing that. I mean it's kind of weird because like, I don't want to, I don't want everyone to like copy Marvel and what Marvel has been doing, mm-hmm. but I mean, they kind of got it right. You yeah. know, having a, a, a centralized team to kind of figure out all the, you know, the universe and everything like that. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, maybe they do need to do that then. Yeah. Well, I'm always of the belief too. I think Superman should just be a side character. I don't think he needs his own movie. To me, he should be like the Hulk. You just, like, use him in movies and TV shows, but, like, he's just a very strong side character. He's not, like, mm. the main character of your movie, but... I actually agree with that. Um, I, I honestly think if they're going to do a, a Superman-dedicated movie, they need to wait a lot longer. Yeah. Because every time they do a Superman movie nowadays, it seems like they either repeat things that have happened before or they do things that are totally against what the character is, both of which just piss off fans. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'd be fine if they were just like, yeah, he's a character in this universe. He's got an actor, maybe make a movie down the road. But for now, just give him like, just make him like the side character in a Wonder Woman movie or a Flash movie or I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah. Cause that's something that uh, uh, Marvel's done with the Hulk. Like the Hulk doesn't have his own movie. He just kind of, bobs and weaves out of every different project and he's probably like one of the strongest characters in that universe but they kind of like sparingly use him um yeah i don't know yeah no you're right i mean yeah because i mean the stories you get out of that are pretty limited i mean yeah yeah, because superman i mean superman as a character is just overpowered yeah it's kind of like yeah what are are you gonna do you know after you do his origin it's like oh he goes and beats up another superhero 
bad guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either one of two things: he's either gonna lose his powers, or he's gonna find somebody that's just as strong as him. <laughs> or both. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the case of uh, Superman two. Yeah. All right. Um, the Batman to premiere on HBO Max or Crave here in Canada tomorrow, April eighteenth. So hey, go watch the Batman. Have you ever have you seen the Batman yet or no? No, I haven't. Well, now's your chance. It's on HBO Max. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's good. It wasn't that big of a turnaround time. It was like around a month and a half, something like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind that. So, yeah, go check out the Batman if you haven't already. I think we all liked it, uh, except for Spark, who couldn't finish that movie because his fear had some kind of emergency. So, oh, yeah. But now maybe he can finish it on HBO Max. There um, you go. Batgirl star Leslie Grace confirms her sequel talks for Batgirl. So, speaking of HBO Max, that movie is supposedly coming straight to HBO Max itself. So, yeah, sequels happening. I guess it makes cool. sense. Cool. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, I kind of need to see a movie before I we talk about a sequel but presumably Batgirl will be decent um, I don't know wait and see yeah but if it's good I imagine at this point they probably are talking a sequel because they probably want to put in like a post credit scene like a tease for a sequel so that would make sense uh, yeah and then Blue Beetle reportedly replaces Sheriff Stone with Susan Sarandon. Uh, don't know why. Maybe Sheriff <laughs> Stone just was like, I don't want to get out of bed this morning. They were like, great, Susan Sarandon, you're in. Um, but, yeah, apparently apparently it just was not working with Sharon Stone for whatever reason. So Susan Sarandon's in. Also a great actress. Um, so, yeah. Apparently, she's playing the villain of the movie, so. Okay. Yeah. That's that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because you got Blue Beetle, uh, a character I know next to nothing about, except for what I've seen in Young Justice, so. Uh, the only thing I know about him is he's basically Batman Light. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know this is like powers are tied to some aliens or something like that, so I don't know how they're going to. Oh, I thought he was like a just a dude that liked Beatles or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> that I could confirm. He is not just a guy who likes Beatles. No, he's like uh it's like some kid who like gets some alien tech and it turns him into a superhero called Blue Beetle, but it's kinda like Green Lantern and other heroes where like it kinda gets passed down so there's other blue beetles. So Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like a more of a mantle than an individual person. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe he'll come across a crash spaceship. It'll be like you're the new Blue Beetle. Keep in mind, maybe I, I am not a Blue Beetle expert, and I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> I do know that it will start the guy from Cobra Kai. So there is that, and he's a pretty good actor. So that's good. I mean, at least. I mean, it's on the right track to, to being a decent property. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the original five film plan for the Fantastic Beasts franchise now hinges on how the secrets of Dumbledore is received by audiences. And apparently, there's currently no written script for the fourth installment. So this is just weird mm. because originally, it was going to be three movies. And then J.K. Rowling, queen of the cancel culture... Uh, came out and said, no, it's actually going to be five movies, not three. And now they're saying, oh, it might just be three movies. We don't even know if we're making a fourth one. I'm like, what are you doing over there, Warner Brothers? Like, you people are crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I think they're just, they look at this franchise and they're just like, eh, just if it, it keep making us money, then, then we'll let the, the crazy cat lady uh, write our movies. I don't even know if she writes them anymore. I think she's like off them entirely because... When I went to go see the latest one, it didn't even have her name anywhere. The like they credited something called Wizarding World, which I don't know if mm-hmm. that's like a company that like holds the rights or something. But yeah, her name was nowhere to be find, found on any of that. I was like, that's that's not that surprising, but also I'm kind of like, hmm. 
Guess she's out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I could look this up, but I'll be honest, I don't really care enough to. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that they announced five movies, and now it might just be three. Uh, I can mm. explain my review why I think that might be okay, but we'll talk about that when I review the latest one. Yeah, it's kind of weird this this last one that came out. I, I don't know if you know wait till your review, but basically, like, there's been almost no marketing for it, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it seemingly uh, is doing well though. Like box office wise, it's been doing okay, but it's also pretty much the only movie coming out this weekend, and it's Easter long weekend, so mm -hmm. it by default I think was going to be most people's options, just because they're like, well, what am I going to go see Sonic the Hedgehog again? Which answer is yes, you should, but. <laughs> That people want to go see Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, I, I was under the impression it wasn't doing well, but I mean, mm. that could be very different. I have to look it up, but I think it's doing okay. I mean, gotcha. okay in context term of the COVID pandemic and all this. So, mm -hmm. uh, Seth MacFarlane's new TED TV series has moved forward at Peacock. It'll be a 1993 prequel to the film series. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, uh, then. It's yeah. like 2005, you know, called. They want their their jokes back. I'm just like, what is Seth MacFarlane doing? Because, like, he was on Family Guy. Then he was on that show, The Orville. Mm -hmm. um, now he's on this. I'm like, sounds like a busy guy. Yeah, I mean, I know he does a lot of stuff. Busy guy, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe Orville is supposed to come out, I think, later this year or next year. I wonder if they'll get rid of his character. I don't think so. He's, like, the main guy. That, yeah. It's it's his show. That would be... I, I, yeah. And then this family guy, which just still just keeps going. Um, although, I've, I haven't watched that show in ages, so... I can't tell I, you anything about it, really. Yeah, I didn't even know you were still. It was still on. Yeah, I'm sure it's just running on fumes at this point. Like I can't imagine all the creative juices are going into Family Guy season 15 or whatever it's on. Mm -hmm. Probably not even 15. It's probably like season 30 at this point. Um, Frank Langella fired from the Fall of the House of Usher Netflix series following the misconduct investigation. Uh oh. Yeah. It was going to be the new series from Mike Flanagan, who did a bunch of the. He did like the Haunting on Hill House series. And um, yeah, this is this new show. And yeah, apparently Frank Langella got himself into some trouble. Well, well. <sighs> yeah. They didn't exactly say what it was, but the. The quote was, he was, quote, unquote, involved in unacceptable conduct on set. So, well, that's not good. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Who knows who will play him, his character now? I don't think they've announced somebody yet. So. But, uh, yeah. That sucks, because I was looking forward to that show. I still am, mm -hmm. but. I mean, I don't think Frank Langella was going to make it or break it for me, but still. Yeah. Makes me think, what is an 84-year-old going to do that would be considered misconduct? Like, the guy could probably barely get up. <laughs> what is he doing? That's, like, unacceptable conduct. Like, did you, like, take a yogurt and smash it to the floor or something? They're like, that's it, you're done. I mean, it was maybe it was me too, but, yeah. Don't want to do yeah. Grossly speculate. I don't know why, but I Barmy's just like he's eighty four eighty four years old. Like, what does he do to get kicked off a show like that? But we'll see. <sighs> Probably making inappropriate comments. Probably, yeah. I mean, that that would actually be very much in line with an eighty four year old. Probably like <laughs> nice tits, broad. I'm like what? No. No, Grandpa. No. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Stranger Things season four trailers out. It's a whole lot of what's going on. I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Although there's a new villain, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That was 
Interesting. Bedkin, I think his name is, or something like that. Yeah, apparently mm. he's the new, the new bad guy of the show. Um, yeah, I thought the villain of this series was going to be puberty, but guess not. <laughs> um, yeah, it it looks fine. I think I'm just a little bit done with Stranger Things. Hmm. Um. Also, I'm pretty sure they're going to bring Billy back to life because they had what's her name visiting his grave, and I'm like, five bucks, he's going to like pop out of the grave, be like, gotcha. Watch, they're going to do the, uh, they're going to bring him back, uh, reanimator style. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, yeah, that's coming in a little bit more than a month, so or at least mm-hmm. the first half. I think they're separating it by a month or two so there'll be like the first part and then the second part so Mm -hmm. but yeah new villain looks interesting um vecna that's his name yeah so yeah and uh, apparently the creators said they designed him to be like a horror movie villain like uh hellraiser or jason Voorhees or freddy krueger so He's supposed to be like very terrifying, which I'm like, okay, you kind of get my interest a little bit, but I still don't know if I'm I'm that excited for Stranger Things for. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. I think the first two I was on board, and then like three came out, and they were all just like way too old. And I didn't like any of them; they were all insufferable. And I'm like, I'm. Done. Mm-hmm. I'm also predicting, too, that there probably won't be any press screeners for that. I'm just going to say it right now. They're not going to give us that. No, they don't need to. No. Which sucks, because I like them to give us that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and review some movies. Some good, some bad. Back in a bit. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Check out our movie commentary for The Batman. And our latest, that's our latest one. Then we got one for um, Hot Fuzz. That's coming out in the next couple weeks. We'll figure it out. Ooh. Yeah. Let's talk about some things to review. Some good, some bad, some in between. Uh, (laughs) The newest uh, movie in the Fantastic Beasts franchise is out fantastic beast the secrets of dumbledore and it's a hot mess um yeah so i don't know if somebody thought they would be clever when they were making this and make a movie that was about uh, election fraud but they decided to go this route uh (laughs) keep it in mind that there were already a ton of subplots in this stupid dumb franchise that didn't make any sense and then they add in all this stuff about election fraud and apparently some stupid animals decide who is the, uh, like, president of the wizarding world. And so the movie's plot is about them trying to find these animals and influence them so that they... Grindelwald wants to influence them so that he gets uh, elected as president of the wizarding world and then Dumbledore is trying to prevent that. That's your your movie's plot. Um, But then also, too, uh, Grindelwald and Dumbledore have, like, a relationship, so they don't really want to fight each other, but they kind of do. But they also can't fight each other because there's this this blood bond that prevents them from fighting one-on-one. And then at the end of the movie, they decide that they're going to break the blood bond, but they never explain what breaks it. It just breaks, and they're like, we could fight now. And I'm like, great, because you never explained why that broke or how or what like this movie's fucking stupid is basically it (laughs) um yeah and then the movie ends because this movie was clearly written to be the third in a 
trilogy of movies, and then there's like another scene where they set up a fourth movie, and it's really like just it's added on like a hundred percent. They've made the movie; it was done, and somebody's like, just do this one scene that like vaguely sets up a sequel, but it also kind of works in that like if a fourth movie never comes out, you could totally ignore that scene too. Um, mm. So. But you can say that about this entire movie. You can ignore the entire movie because it's just a hot mess. Um, also worth noting, uh, Ezra Miller's in this. And, uh, yeah, he's he's even worse in this than he was in the last movie. I don't know why people keep thinking he's a good actor, because he's not. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what he is really good at, though? Uh, beating people. I was gonna say going to jail, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's really good at that. Uh, I don't know what they were trying to go for with this. Like, if they were trying to go for more adult themes and ideas, but like, it just doesn't make sense. And considering that, like, the writers on this seem totally incompetent, uh, I don't know why they thought they could tackle a giant election fraud subplot in the third movie about a movie about people who are basically catching Pokemon in the, in the Harry Potter world. Like it's just, none of this makes any sense. And this is all just really stupid. And by the time I got out, I was visibly upset. The person I went with was like, you don't seem happy. And I'm like, no, I am not. I am like mad that I wasted time watching that stupid movie. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give this three out of 10. Don't go watch it. Don't bother. Don't waste your time. Secrets of Dumbledore. Keep them secret. I don't want them. Uh, <laughs> and now people are going to be like oh, I'm going to go watch it apparently it has like qu quite a decent box office so far let's see but you really should not be seeing this like if you're listening to this you're on the fence about whether you want to see it or not just do us all a favor and don't go see it because <laughs> we're all better off without it let's see how it's doing oh. uh, now I'm kind of yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Uh, wow. Let's see. Uh, apparently, it's going to make a 40 to 45 million box office opening, which is not terrible. Yeah, um, looking at right now, it's made about 77. Jesus. That's, well, that's what I'm seeing. That's not terrible. Um... um the second one came in around 62 million, so it's already outperforming the second one. Yeah, which is kind of odd, though, because, I mean, with it being, it costing 200 million, though, it's like, that's a huge, it's still a pretty big loss. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's. It's kind of it's hard to tell, like, if that is considered a success, a success nowadays or not. Well, I think when they um, put it on. I don't know. They lost a lot of money doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't go watch that movie because it's just awful. Like, I don't even know who the movie's for because I don't think any kid out there is gonna watch this and be like, "Wow, I really love that election fraud subplot." Like, no. It, I'll tell you exactly who it's for. It's for people technically our age that love Harry Potter still. Yeah. Which is like, just go watch those movies again. They're on HBO Max. Go watch them again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I I've actually never seen any of those movies. What? Yeah. That's, that's probably the most shocking thing I've learned about you. I so I've read all the books, okay. but um, I yeah I just I never got into the movies. Funny thing is, I read the books, and then there was a certain point where the books had ended, but the movies were still going, and I stopped watching the movies because I'm like, well, I know how it ends. Like what's the point? Mm -hmm. um, but for a while there, while the books were still coming out, I would watch the movies. I still haven't watched the last two movies because mm. I I'm just like I know how it ends. What's the point? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is Outer Range, which is a new Amazon Prime series. Uh, essentially. It's about a uh, rancher, farmer, 
and uh, he kind of goes out and re realizes that he's got a big giant black hole in the middle of his property uh, and that's kind of the big kind of launching point for the series uh, I was really kind of like I'm trying to figure out what the show was at first because I'm like okay in my mind I'm like it's a western uh, pretty like uh, pretty basic western at first but then they kind of delved into this like more science sci-fi kind of aspect to it and it was really interesting in terms of like melding those two uh, they did a really good job of doing that. I was very surprised, basically, because in my mind, I'm like, I don't know of too many sci-fi westerns outside of that stupid one that Disney came out with. Or it was mm -hmm. like, what was it, like Cowboys and Aliens or something like that? Or was that dumb? Oh, gosh, that was like almost 15 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, what other um, sci-fi, like, westerns do we have not that many right like uh so as i was kind of watching it i was kind of like okay like i'm kind of curious what is the deal with the show like what exactly is going on and i was really kind of getting like caught in with the whole uh plot of the show uh it was really kind of getting me interested like i was actually really t like just wanted to go to the next episode now keep in mind that when you, the listeners, watch this, they're doing, like, two episodes a week, like Amazon Prime does with a lot of its shows. I've seen the whole uh, season, so keep that in mind. Um, and, yeah, I do really enjoy the show. I think, like, if you're somebody who's kind of into, um, like, different kind of, different kind of like, sci-fi stuff, Western stuff, uh, you'll like it. There are definitely some mysteries that kind of like even by show, even by time the show ended, I was still kind of wanting answers for, and I don't know if they'll answer those until like a second season. So it was a little bit frustrating, but also like with a show like this, that kind of is, I guess, to be expected. Uh, I thought the performances were all really great, um, and uh, there's a lot of like mystery around the void they call it, but it's basically a black hole um in terms of like trying to figure out what exactly goes on with it so um yeah i think uh if you're looking for for a pretty cool show to check out that kind of melds genres and does some new and exciting things uh you should definitely check out outer range i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten so okay quite, quite good i would give it a nine i'm kind of tempted to give it a nine but i think what holds it back for me is like I, I felt like they could have answered a little bit before the end of the series or end of the season, mm -hmm. which they didn't quite do. Yeah. What um, network did you say this was on? Amazon Prime. Okay. It stars uh, Josh Brolin. Uh, so he's, he's great in it. Uh, cool. It, it almost kind of like reminded me a little bit of No Country for Old Men. Like, it even kind of seems, like, similarly shot. I'm pretty sure they didn't get the same DP for that, but it, it's similar enough, so. And, yeah, the first two episodes are out already, and then the next two are out April 22nd and April 29th, and then May 6th is the finale, so. All right, then. Cool beans. Um, yeah. Next up is uh, The Ultimatum. Uh, finale and reunion uh, yeah uh, the ultimatum if you're like just hopping off your horse you're not too sure what's going on with the world um, is essentially a show about uh, these couples who are like at, at their wits end with each other because one wants to get married the other doesn't and then they're like listen you're going to go on a trial marriage with somebody else and decide if you want to stick with me or not and uh, the finale basically was people uh, either proposing or leaving their partner. And uh, there was a lot of shocking revelations. And uh, one of the couples even were like, we're getting married on the spot. Like, we're not even going through the engagement process. We're just getting going straight to be married. And I was like, that's ballsy. But respect. Um, yeah, I still don't think the show is as good as Love is Blind. I think Love is Blind is probably like one of the better uh, love-based reality series. So 
I'd give this a, an 8 out of 10. It's not nearly as good as Love is Blind, but I thought it was entertaining enough. Hi. Oh, hey, Katie. You want to talk about the ultimatum? <laughs> um, yeah, I pretty much said I think everything, but like, I think some of the couples that I didn't like ended up together, which was weird. Um, but yeah, I think I like Love is Blind more. This series, I think, is very rushed, I feel. And it doesn't allow them to fully immerse themselves in the experience. So, I'll give it a 7.5. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, uh, go check out those made up. They're coming out with, like, a new version already, too. I think they've announced that it's going to be, like, mostly uh, same-sex couples, which I kind of find interesting. Um. But yeah, more ultimatum, more love is blind. It's all coming. There's more of it. Never stops. Uh, all three of us have seen conversations with the killer, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Which, uh, oh boy, what a what! A, <laughs> if you need some light bedtime series to watch before you go to bed, that this is not that. At mm -hmm. all. Um. Yeah, it's the uh, latest in like a true crime series coming to uh, your Netflix. Uh, it comes from the same people who did the Ted Bundy tapes, uh, mm. and essentially kind of goes into John Wayne Gacy and like conversations they have mm. with him, and kind of goes into his backstory a little bit. Uh, not like it really justifies what he did at all, but uh, they they dive into what he did. Um, yeah. Uh, Katie, you watched the show. What did you think of John McGacy tapes? He is a sick individual, to <laughs> say the least. <laughs> 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 um, I watch a lot of true crime videos. Um, and before this, I've already heard of John Wayne Gacy. Mm. Um, and like watching this and i guess seeing how he thought of everything was made me uncomfortable like i i don't understand how people can do this uh i don't know i he makes me uncomfortable yeah well that's <laughs> I, yeah that that yeah, I guess that's kind of the point. It's like, you're supposed to see everything about this guy, and then by the end of it, probably most people are going to be like, you're not a nice person at all. Um, yes. What do you think, Lee, of the series? Um, I thought overall the series was, was pretty well done. Um, just from like a, I guess, a filmmaking aspect. There are some stuff that I thought was kind of... I guess interesting editing choices that they purposely put in there to make you feel off. Mm. Like, like a lot of like, they're like describing his, um, like sexuality a little bit. And they had like just random weird, like seventies, like, I don't know, like porn images. I was like, Oh no, I feel really uncomfortable now. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I think that was done on purpose <laughs> to make you feel like this dude is just a huge creep, which I mean, he was, um, so yeah, so I thought overall it was it was pretty good. I, I was actually, I mean, I was I was entertained. I, I should, I mean, it's terrible to say this like this, but like I was engaged the entire time. Um, yeah. I almost said entertained. That would have been kind of bad. But um, as I far as like going yeah. for it, though, like it's, yeah, it's like you're you're engaged with the content. You kind of know want to know what's happening next. Exactly. Like I I got through all three episodes like as quickly as I could, pretty much. Mm. Um. Yeah, and as far as like actual John Wayne Gacy, like I knew a bit about him, um, not like in depth. Like I knew he was associated with the clowns. I knew he was like known for like strangling people, um, but I did, I thought the the documentary did really well, kind of going into like other things about his life, and I also didn't realize exactly that like he had basically murdered, you know, thirty, twenty, or thirty something people, um, mm -hmm. which is is pretty nuts. 
Yeah. I just want to know how big that damn crawl space was, because like. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's, it was a lot. Um, you could say it was a clown car. <laughs> Jeez. Um. Yeah. I guess like for me, like I don't know. Um. It was kind of interesting that, like, they kind of bob a weave a little bit with, like, trying to give him some sympathy, but to, but then, like, being like, nah, he's an unsympathetic piece of shit. Like, mm. I, it seemed like at times they were trying to, like, show you his life and be like, but this is why maybe he did such awful things. And it's like, no, he's just a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it felt weird that they were uh kind of like i think they do this with a lot of these kind of true crime shows as they flesh them out to try to like make you sympathize with them but then they pull that away when you're like oh yeah this person really is just awful and i think like i'm just like it it, it wears on me a little bit especially with a guy like john Wayne gacy where i'm like i have no sympathy for you like i don't care if mm-hmm. you had a terrible childhood you are who you are like i just yeah I, like you could say whatever you want about this guy's childhood, but it's not going to make me like sympathize with him at all. So mm-hmm. um, I think like that kind of got a little grating. I think like in the, I want to say it was like the first or second episode was like primarily dedicated to like his home life and like that kind of stuff or his sympathies. And I was like, no, nah, I just, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was one of the other uh, interviewees, like, kind of said it best. It's like, this dude didn't care about anybody but himself. Yes. Um, so, like, it's, when they pointed that out, I was kind of like, okay, that makes sense. The only thing that, like, I got from it is I didn't have sympathy for him, but it's more like people that were in a, I guess, I don't say a similar situation, but almost like if you were different at, during that time, mm-hmm. um, like, that's the kind of people, like, I felt bad for. Because, like, the mm-hmm. idea that he got, like, 10 years for, like, uh initially for like sodomy and it's this idea of like wow they were like really going after gay people back then yeah um that's kind of where more like i was i kind of channeled my sympathy towards mm-hmm. yeah yeah it definitely seemed like you know like there was times where he's like i'm like a father to these kids and i'm like mm, that's crazy. yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. What are we all thinking for a score? Good question. I give it a seven out of ten. Okay. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'm gonna go with that as well. Um, it's definitely something fun i mean i shouldn't say fun it's something good to put on if you're like into true crime it's great viewing for the entire family it is it really is should should put it on to like on sunday with grandma <laughs> hey grandma you want to watch the show about john Gacy? okay she's probably gonna be like i remember him <laughs> is there like america's funniest home videos no not at all not in the slightest <laughs> It's like I hired him to be your birthday clown. Uh oh. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. So that's coming to Netflix April twentieth, so hey, four twenty plays it and then go watch this. <laughs> okay. Uh and then finally we have the Spider or Spider Man uh No Way Home Blu ray. I have that. I got sent they sent me that. Uh, yeah, and it's good. It's uh, just a very like clean and polished version of uh, of that. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think the big thing about this is that it's uh, got a bunch of deleted scenes and special features and stuff, which I thought were really great. Um, yeah, it's all in all, I uh, I really enjoyed this. So I give it uh, like a nine out of ten. It is really. I think the only thing that was missing was maybe like a bit more special features. I think they're probably saving that for like a premium Blu-ray down the line, but <clears throat> still pretty good. So yeah, check that out. Cool. And with that said, we're going to take one last quick break. Then we're going to 
talk about Halo and some uh, Moon Knight, and then we're going to talk about our movie club this week, which is The Goonies. Back in a bit. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, the ghost. I'm the ghost of streaming What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to HTTP colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creating regards so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. All right, uh, we've got recaps of Moon Knight as well as Halo. And our movie club this week is The Goonies. All right, uh, Moon Knight episode three. Uh, I thought it was good. I think it definitely kind of leaves a little bit to be kind of explained and desired a bit more. Um... I thought it was good. I think it's definitely better than the last two, but for me, like, I know episode four is coming up. Episode four was kind of like a bigger thing for me. Um, I'd give this an eight out of 10. I thought it was good. I just think it could have benefited a bit more from, from some, uh, I don't know, just kind of making things a little bit more engaging. Uh, I think sometimes shows like this, especially with the Marvel shows, they kind of have a hard time of pacing things and keeping things interesting. It kind of lulls a little bit, so I think it kind of suffered a little bit in this episode. Okay, uh, and then next up we've got Halo episode four. Um, yeah, it's Halos. It's uh, I don't know. I still get really bothered with the show anytime they show Master Chief's face, because it's like. If you ever play Halo, you know that the guy never really shows his face, and they keep showing his face throughout this entire series, and I'm like, mm -hmm. but why? Why are you guys doing this? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was a bit of a slower episode, uh, and I think the show is being bogged down by some subplots that don't quite make any sense. Um, there's the one with Quan Ha, uh, and their obsession with, like, avenging her father's death but i don't know how that's gonna like tie into the overall story and i have some general faith that it will but it's like just watching this i'm like what is this all building up to uh mm -hmm. it it feels like the subplot's taking up a ton of time and there's no real indication where it's all headed and it's just kind of frustrating for, as a viewing experience um but there, this also was like a, an episode where Master Chief goes back to his home, quote unquote. So he kind of gives it, gives the show an opportunity to kind of like give some characterization for the other Spartans as well as Master Chief. And there were some good emotional moments. I don't think it really makes the episode overly interesting, but I'd give this a seven out of ten. It's okay. Um, it just it could have been a little bit stronger, but I still think it was decent as is so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, i'm not gonna lie every time i see images of the matt like 
of Master Chief without his helmet on. Because I, I know the actor. He was in American Gods. I always think of him just like shouting and cursing. <laughs> yeah. It it really is distracting that they like keep taking his helmet off. I'm like, it, no, stop doing that, please. Like, yeah. I mean, what what do you think happens when you get uh, a show that's created by people that, you know, didn't play any of the video games? Yeah. They're probably like, you know what we need to see in this we've never seen before? Master Chief without his helmet on 90% of the time. The people are like, uh... Like, you, you know what you're talking about? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, now let's talk about the goodies, which is why we're all here, because... Goodies never say die. <laughs> um, yeah. I, funny enough, I used to think that this movie was just like whatever. I had a babysitter growing up and they only had two VHS tapes. One was for Jurassic Park and the other was for this. So I was very much burnt out early on on this movie because whenever we go over to be babysat, it was Goonies or Jurassic Park. Um, and then as I got older, I was like, eh. And then I dated a girl for a bit that was like a goody diehard. She even dragged me down to the real life Astoria for uh, GooniCon, which they do mm-hmm. uh, every year. <laughs> <laughs> so I've kind of like come around a little bit on Goonies where the first I was just so burnt out on it. And now I'm like, I think it's a pretty good movie. Like, mm-hmm. Pretty much from when this movie starts to when it ends, it doesn't really slow down at all. It just goes. It's just like, just by the time they like take get on their bikes and roll down the hill, that's it. Adventure begins. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, this is your first time watching Goonies. Uh, what did you think of it? Um, I have I have very mixed feelings on this movie. Um, Ooh. just because I recognize it as. If I had watched this, I guess when I was younger, I probably would have loved it. Mm. Um, it is like the quintessential '80s movie, yes. or '80s like childhood movie, I guess. Um, as an adult, there's a lot of things that grated on me. <laughs> um, that just kind of like, I, I think it just it lowered my sat like my my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, specifically, all of the kids constantly yelling and screaming. Yes, or also too. They drop everything. Like, like you give those kids something to hold, and they drop it. And, uh, like... I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> as a grown adult, I'm like... I kind of... I sympathize with their fatalities a bit. Like, I want to fucking take these kids out. Like, I'm like <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm like... I, I get it. They're clumsy or whatever. And, and actually, that beginning, I guess, like what 15 20 minutes when they're like hanging out at the house and like you're you're getting to know who all the kids are i actually really love that um like it 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 did kind of bring something back like from childhood to me of like you know having friends over and like hanging out and stuff like that um like i i very much enjoyed it it's just the constant like yelling um and like i said screaming it just it, it bothered me for for some reason um Specifically, like sloth and and chunk. Oh um, yeah. Like I I like I like them, but like them both like yelling at each other. I'm just like, oh god, just make it stop, please. I have so many questions about that because at the end of the movie, uh, chunk is like sloth. You can come live with me. I'm like, so what? He like shows up to his parents' house and he's like, by the way, this like six foot ten mountain man is coming to live with us. Like. <laughs> I wanted to see yeah. the parents' reaction to that, where they're like, "Who fucking told you you could invite this guy over? Let alone let him live with us." <laughs> we already can't afford the rent. How much does this thing eat in a week? What? <laughs> yeah, mommy. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, cream a day. What? Fuck. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. Uh, something else that I kind of like. I wasn't too sure about is how old are these kids supposed to be? I want to say like 11 or 12. Cause like the girlfriend, like she makes out with, uh, with, with Sean Astin. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is she like 15 or 16 or something? And he's like 11 or, yeah. or 12. Yeah. And then, uh, what's it? Uh, Corey Feldman. He's like 
half hooking up with the other girl. Yeah. Yeah, they got the thing where she's like, oh, your voice is really nice when your mouth isn't messing it up. And he's like, you're really pretty when your face isn't messing it up. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little confused about that. I'm like, wait a minute. How, how all these ages don't match up to me? Yeah. Also, some of those ice cream flavors didn't make any sense. They're like, Chunk's like checking out the ice cream freezer and he's like, they've got apple and grape. And I'm like, I've never seen grape flavored ice cream. Like you're full of it. I mean, maybe it's like a, a, um, shoot. I'm trying to think of the, uh, the ice cream, Ben and Jerry's. Maybe, maybe it's a Ben and Jerry's thing. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a good action in this. Uh, Mm -hmm. you also, it's directed by Richard Donner. So of course he's going to have like a Superman reference in this when Sloth takes off his shirt. He's got Mm -hmm. a Superman shirt on. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a fun scene. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, even like the pra- the sets were all pretty much practical, which was pretty cool. I mean, there were obviously was like some like backdrops type stuff, which I thought was odd. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I do like the fact like the, the whole, you know, inside the pirate, the cove with the pirate ship. I was like, oh, that all looks really good. Yeah. I did also really like to that, like the part at the beginning when Corey Feldman's explaining things to the to the help and like oh my god he's like yeah the cocaine the speed go here she's like what that was that was yeah that was that was pretty funny Mm -hmm. um i i'm i can't decide if data is supposed to be a problematic character or not um yeah i can't decide either because it's like (laughs) Definitely seems like a racial stereotype, but they give him some good stuff. And then, like, at the end, his dad's like, you're my greatest invention. So mm-hmm. there's some cute moments. Yeah. Although the dad pulling out a camera to, like, take a picture of the moment. I was like, ah, that's that wouldn't fly. No. But also, um... see, this movie is very uh, racist towards Italians, for sure. <laughs> Also, like, Mouth at one point says, like, he's like, oh, the the 15-year-old fettuccine. And I'm like, fettuccine is, like, a pasta. Like. Yeah. I'm like, how does that make any sense? <laughs> it it doesn't. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it doesn't really have to, though. I guess so. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to remember the... They don't. They the only treasure they actually like get was the gems at the end, right? Yeah. I, I guess that's like something else I kind of found funny was like when they like pulled out the the thing full of it and they're like, oh, we're you know we're saved or whatever. I'm like, how do you even know those are real? Yeah. No, I I, I do think that too. <laughs> I just want to imagine they're like, don't sign, don't sign or whatever, and then the kids are like, oh, we saved it. And then they get these things checked. And they're like, oh, these are just plastic. Like they're worth like two dollars each. And they're like, fuck. <laughs> I guess we're selling our house then. Also, I do love how this like movie definitely like kind of instills a little bit of morality for kids. They're like, "Oh, we found the fake money." They're like, "But you can't do that. That's fake." Or, "You can't take mm. that money. That's people's wish money." Like, it's definitely for kids to be like, "No, don't do that. That's bad." Yeah. I mean, that was that was a nice uh, a nice little little moral moment. Um, but yeah, no, it was overall though. I think pretty good movie. Yeah. What would you give it a score of? Um, I'm going to give it a solid eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a bit higher. I'll give it a nine. Oh, Goonies never say die. Yeah. I All even, right then. I even asked, uh, Kihei Kwan, the guy who plays data. I'm like, you guys ever going to make a sequel? And he's like, no. Good. <laughs> I would love a sequel where they're all like adults now. And like, instead of trying to figure out where the treasure is, they have to figure out what happened with the U.S. election. <laughs> there you oh go. Oh my gosh. Just be like uh, Fantastic Beasts. Put in a, a, a 
fraud subplot, election fraud subplot, sure. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, what is our next thing? Let's see here. We've got. Uh... Yeah, who, who's on the list? Let's Who see. chose this anyway? I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mainly because I was like, oh, after talking to Kihei Kwan, I was like, I kind of want to rewatch Goonies. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So as a, as a low-key plug, go check out that interview. Yeah. Oh, it's your choice next week. Oh, <laughs> well then. Uh, I am wildly unprepared. Okay. It'll be a bit of a surprise then. Uh, yeah. Unless you know what you want to go with. Um, I'm gonna let you you, you round it out, and I'm gonna take a very quick look and see what's what I can pick. Okay. Well, go. I don't know. Checks out next week. We're gonna have some news. <laughs> I'm tired. I I'm just gonna go have a nap now. That's just my plan for the day. Go have a nap. That's a good plan. Yeah. Can't, can't beat a, a good nap. Cool. And we'll let you know what the movie club is. It might be... Who knows what it'll be. Maybe I'm it's... I'm thinking of... Uh... Sorry, I just saw it on here. I'm oh. thinking Fifth Element, but I need to see if it's streaming anywhere. Okay. Well, we could check here quickly. Good old JustWatch.com. I really need to make that a uh whatchamacallit a bookmark yeah i like using it because it's like at least i can find out pretty quickly although it's not always a hundred percent but it's mostly pretty good oh it's on netflix here in canada so okay then um so that's the movie yeah we can we can do that it says Uh... it's on fubo We'll we'll figure it out. Or USA, it's some places. It's yeah, it's somewhere. But we'll fi- we'll figure it out. If if not, let's we'll do that. Okay. Uh, apparently it's well, I guess next month it'll be its twenty uh, fifth anniversary. Wow, makes me feel so old. It it does. Cool. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.